Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Welcome to another episode of the Sword and Shield. I'm Chief Master Sergeant Christopher Howard, 960th COG Superintendent, and today with me I have... Colonel Don Kelly, I'm the commander of the 854th Combat Operations Squadron. Chief David Solis, 854 Superintendent. Senior Master Sergeant Ron Enriquez, Combat Plans Division Superintendent. Awesome, gentlemen. I appreciate you uh, taking some time today. Uh, and I just kind of want to just go ahead and jump into it and, and talk a little bit about your unit. So uh, 854 cause, what, what does your unit do, sir? Right. So the Combat Operations Squadron is really involved in a lot of different mission sets. So we support two primary customers. And I would say it's a premier unit in the Air Force Reserve getting after the national defense strategy on a daily basis, whether it's adversarial engagement or supporting our numbered Air Force. We are in a lot of different missions uh, that make a difference every day in the defense of our nation. That's really fantastic. We do um, some of the named things we do are offensive cyber operations, defensive cyber operations, DOD information network operations. Uh, we do support some of the intel that the Air Force does, and we do some other activities that I can't go into here, but it's awesome. It's it's a really fun unit. It's a vibrant, dynamic unit to be in. Right, and because of that level, you guys are considered, what, a, a Tier 2 type of unit, correct? Right. So you're looking for trained, qualified individuals uh, to come in, so people with experience out there in uh, the operational environment. Right? right, so we're at the operational level of war, so not at the tactical. Um, we do some of that, but it's primarily at on the command and control, uh, flying the Air Force network on okay. a daily basis, which is it's kind of amazing when you think about it that way. You guys support the 616th OC, right? Yes, right. Okay, and which means you guys have your fingers in all of the pie and, you know, and really making the day-to-day -day actions happen, right? We do. And so with the 616th Op Center, so for some folks who may not be familiar with it, it's a recent blending of the 624th Op Center and the 625th Op Center. So we have the Cyber OC and the Intel OC for the Air Force blended into the 616th Op Center. And we, as a Reserve Associate Unit, support that, that blending. And um, it's really a fascinating uh, thing to look at at the precise point we are in the history of the Air Force and in the nation going, wow, we've got cyber and intel together. And as we go forward, um, a couple of different mission sets, it's really an interesting juxtaposition of the two different career fields and watching how those how they blend together. Okay, awesome. So you, you talked about career fields. What AFSCs do you guys leverage to support your mission? So we have a lot of AFSCs here in the uh, 854. Uh, we're a mixture of uh, three Deltas, uh, one N's, one Bravo's. We have some 17S's, uh, 14 November's, few 16 Golf's, and uh, of course our CSS personnel, uh, the three F5's, which uh, really they kind of keep the, the glue together and make sure that all of our TR members are taken care of. Okay. And you guys have that smattered out across your organization, right? So how is your organization's kind of built? Um, do you guys have work centers? Do you have divisions? Uh, what does that kind of look like? So, uh, Chief, we're broken up into uh, approximately 10 different divisions. And within each one of those divisions, a lot of those AFSCs are sprinkled in. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that 
uh, with um, information warfare, also known as IW, coming on board, um, there is a potential that we're going to bring in a lot more of those skill sets as well. So we'll be getting some new uh, AFSCs uh, yet to be announced, but those those will be fleshed out. We'll be uh, seeking uh, some qualified candidates to um, help us with our mission. Um, so again, we're broken out to two, uh, 10 different divisions. And a lot of those AFSCs are in each one of those divisions. And uh, the main, you know, our main focus as a reserve associate unit to the 616 is to provide uh, mission capable uh, TRs um, in the event of a crisis where they would call on us to surge into the, the OC. Okay. And that's a lot of movement, right? When we talk about 10 divisions, uh, a number of people. Um, so what does like the day in the life look like with such a large organization like that? So the demand signal is pretty strong right now from the um, from the six one six. They they love they love us reservists being a part of that organization, and they're always calling on us um, to fill um, MPA positions. And so the day in the life really kind of just is really revolved around that, making sure that our members come in for their UTAs. Uh, taking care of some of the dedicated administrative things that they need to be done. But what's really unique on, in our unit is that we carve out special times each UTA that the, that the members can practice their craft. Uh, and it's, that's their uh, mission qualification training. And then we actually will practice um, we'll, we'll practice going through our planning cycle in the OC. So that way, if we're called upon, we can do it um, without hesitation and at the REGAF has the uh, confidence that the reserve can fulfill that mission. Okay. So um, you, you talked about practicing that craft. Um, is that just through exercise and through training, or do we actually have seat time doing the mission? So it's really great for our members is we do participate in exercises. Um, Global Thunder, Global Lightning, Austere Challenge, Pacific Century. And when you really think about like what a TR wants, when they join the reserves, it's that excitement, right? It's what they see on TV. I want to be in the military. I want to go and do things. And sometimes you don't get that satisfaction if you're in the OC, but what's really neat about us is that we can put our fingers on all those different exercises mm -hmm. and get people out the door to experience different things globally and seeing that effect to a combatant that a combatant commander can provide. Right. That's one of the great things about it too, as well. Um, so not just with the exercises, but with the day-to-day, -day, even coming in on the UTA, or we have folks that are um, working uh, Monday through Friday, doing that daily support to the REGAF and to the mission, right. uh, practicing their craft on a daily basis. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously not getting into any of the classified pieces, but um, <clears throat> in the past, you guys actually sent people to other AOCs, right, to support as part of the planning cells. Um, and then you guys participated in other exercises. And I know that there's some uh, other examples of where your members at the 854 are impacting um, national um, events and supporting national events throughout the year. Right. Well, and also with the uh, the J Mission folks, so the Joint Force Headquarters Cyber Air Force, which is a mouthful, um, we have folks that are assigned in there. So that's where some of those 10 divisions are. And they are on a daily basis. And some of those are folks are on MPA orders as well. But they are engaged daily. Um, with direct support to the warfighter, and some of them are the warfighter. Right. Now, I, I, this one thing I love about cyber is the fact that uh, we're fully engaged with the enemy every day. When our airmen come into the UTA, they are in the AOR, um, and your unit is one of those key positions, right, to, to support the AOR, to be engaged in the mission, and help direct uh, forces. So 
is very exciting for me. Right. Um, well, one of the things that I would say about that is that some of the work, uh, and we're working on trying to uh, tell the story as well, um, just like we're doing with the podcast, is telling the story of what our airmen do on a regular basis and getting that to not just the wing commander, but to the numbered Air Force commander and General Scobie as the African commander, so he can go and tell um, General Kelly as the comment commander of ACC the great things that the Reserve Command is doing, and a lot of that is done here in our squadron, and that's directly going to COMAC that is then also going to the combat commanders across the globe of how we as a squadron participate and, and make a difference on a daily basis. And a lot of times they go home and go, I can't, I can't believe that we get to do what we do on a daily basis. This is fantastic. And, and they pay us to do it. Right. I mean, this is great. Yeah, no, no, there's nothing better than putting warheads on foreheads, yeah. right? You know, or making bad things happen to bad people. And uh, it's one of the things that I really like about some of our mission sets, and specifically the 854, is that uh, that impact is happening on a daily basis. And our reserve airmen, our citizen airmen, are in those seats making that happen. Well, and that's a great thing that you bring up as far as also being the citizen airmen, is they bring such a rich diversity to the mission set because um, typically when you're talking about active duty folks, they don't also work for McAfee or Symantec or FireEye or Mandian or any of those other companies that are also you know, have different perspectives. Or we have some folks that are um, working for the State Department or USAID or some are stay-at-home parents, but they have uh, different perspectives and they bring just a much richer diversity. So when you say, hey, what does this mission set look like? Well, I actually work that in my civilian job. Oh, you do? Well, you know. Teach us. Well, just sit at your feet and, and learn. Right. Um, and so really, that's one of the great things about the reserve. Yeah, and you guys also leverage that, too, right, as being part of the hub for some of our large force engagements, uh, large force uh, exercises. And you take some of that, not the knowledge and you get it out to the other units, correct? Correct. Um, and that's a good point to bring up when we're talking about um, the talent, talent mm -hmm. management and the, our reserve forces. We really seek um, the opportunity to bring um, other weapon, cyber weapon experience to the OC. So as a tier two, um, tier two level organization, uh, we really couldn't do it without um, having operators that have other types of experience within the wing. So um, we're actively always seeking to um, bring people back, you know, back into our organization. Right. And we also cross-train other operational AFCs on occasion, right, to make sure that we're getting uh, a different purview, a more diverse background of operations so that we're supporting it um, holistically and completely, right? Awesome. Um, so with the other piece that reservists really love about serving down the weekend is not just the, the mission set, but it's the airman development. So what do you guys specifically do to develop your airmen? So uh, a lot. Um, I, I'm happy to, to say that in the 854, we're not just giving professional development lip service, we're actively doing it. A uh, perfect example of that is uh, we have a speed, speed mentoring session that's going to go on this uh, UTA. Right. Um, so just like if you go into Baskin Robbins, right, and mm -hmm. they have 31 flavors, um, not everyone can find... Uh, you know, not everyone likes vanilla, right? Right. Maybe in a mentorship speed session, they find the flavor that they like, right? And they connect. And, and it's about making connections, right? Right. Um, and so we're making that investment up front for our airmen so that we can um, prepare the leaders of tomorrow now immediately. But 
it's not just at that, right? So, so at the tactical level, that we're getting after it that way. At the operational strategic level, though, we have other initiatives in the 854 right now as we speak. Uh, one of those that we are aggressively pursuing with the 616th and within our group is to create what we call a cyber training center of excellence. Sounds really, really exciting and weird and crazy all at the same time. Well, essentially what it is, is really a collaborative effort of all of our SMEs in one place. So we can start doing some one-stop shopping and take a lot of the waste and uh, grind that all of us locally within the JBSA community are actively doing on our drill weekends and consolidating that training into one place so that we can give back that time to our sister units, our group, or the 616th for that matter. Um, how is that value added? Well, right. it's value added in the sense that if we look at the traditional ARC model, right? Why does the reserves exist here today? Well, once upon a time, we were supporting airframes and teaching the active duty how to maintain airframes. Well, that was 20 years ago. That was where it came from. Right. And we're trying to get back to that business model where we as the reservists, the older hats, the ones who have the continuity, are there doing that training and helping the organize and equip piece with our active duty counterparts and within our own group and wing. So break, break from the strategic level. How does all this tie together? Well, ideally, us as a tier two organization, we want to get those graduated tactical level SMEs from all this, the, the respective weapon systems within our group or from active duty and have them come up to us as tech sergeants, right? And then we want to groom them into senior NCOs. And then we want to return them back down to those tactical level organizations because, wow, can you imagine what that's going to look like and how much more efficient we're going to be at executing mission, uh, getting after our adversaries, uh, and et cetera. So it's a very exciting mission. Like my exposure previous to this assignment has been all tactical in a whole different realm, combat right. communications and whatnot. Uh, this is very much tip of the spear, but a different type of spear. Um, and, and it's super exciting to be a part of. Um, and, and there's a very bright future, especially with the IW conversations mm -hmm. coming online. Uh, we are we are trying to look at things differently from a different paradigm. We're not tied to AFSCs. We're tied to experience, and we're looking for people who are out of the box thinkers, right? right? Who are are liking to challenge to the status quo, because status quo is not going to get us a victory with the with the adversaries that we face today. We need the out of the box thinkers, and and we're looking for them. If you're out there listening, contact us, please. Right. So, I mean, I, I think that's a great idea, right? And it's a conversation that we have uh, as senior leaders, right, mm -hmm. sir, is, um, you know, how do we look at that three to five year game, right? When we're talking about uh, cyber being still fairly young, uh, our wing commander talks about how we're still in our kind of, you know, younger years in development and maturity. Um, this is one of those key pieces that's going to help us uh, look at what that talent pool is going to look like, talent management for the next three to five years and put in together a development plan so that we can have individual units at the weapon systems rotate up to the OC, provide that that tactical knowledge 
keep the OC on point of how tactical TTPs are being leveraged, and then also uh, grow, develop within the OC, and then go back out to those units and then provide both sides of that house, right? Right. Well, and we also are working on painting the picture. Thank you for the, the training piece of it. And it goes along with the training is what does it take to get an airman, whether they're off the street or coming from active duty or from another career field, what does it take them to get uh, to be combat mission ready? Right. And all those steps, whether it's uh, six months or whether it's three years, looking at every piece and going, okay, this is what the step is. This is the next step and being very intentional so as not to waste their time. Because what I don't want to do is have an airman get joined to the unit and sit for six months while we try to figure out life for the airman. I want to, I want to very deliberately say, okay, the plan for you for the next, you know, six to 12, uh, six years, uh, six months to two years is you're going to go to this training. You're going to go to this training and we're going to get you qualified here. We're going to get you to sit on the position uh, to, do, to get your crew certification. Then we're going to get you some more qualifications. And then, you know, you're going to get, um, you're, you're going to be proficient at it. And all those things that we're going to be doing um, is we're going to be spending dollars to buy mission readiness. And, and it's going to be deliberate uh, all along the way. So it's not just, hey, who wants to go do something that sounds fun? It's going to be, this is where we're going. This is what we need you to do. This is what we expect of you. This is what you can expect from us. And this is where you can expect to be in the next couple of years. Does that look good for you? Is that where you want to go? And because we don't want to waste people's time either. If they don't want to go there in the next couple of years, then maybe we're not a good fit for them. But if they do, we're certainly on board and willing to get them there. And it's not just about so they can be a good airman, a good uh, troop or combat ready troop for our squadron. It's so they can be it for the Air Force. So whether we farm them back out to the group or the wing or to another unit in the Air Force, um, it's there are you know, a trained, ready, or combat-ready airman to to, uh, to bring combat power for to bear for the nation. No, great point, right? You know, and, and a couple of things that you really hit on there, too, is uh, that time management piece, mm -hmm. right? Um, one of the death nails for all of our reservists is the fact that we have a short period of time, um, we have dedicated time, and we have a lot of requirements. So how do we balance that out? And I think that any unit that's kind of looking at that scheduling and being deliberate um, sets themselves apart, right? Because we hear horror stories on a right. basis. Ugh of how um, UTAs are just hand emollient. So I, I love the, to hear the fact that we're getting after this problem set and really trying to focus. Um, you know, it's an AFRC um, issue. It's an ARC issue of how do we maximize that time on the minimum dollar? How do we maximize the, the training with minimal amount of time? Um, how are we gonna be innovative? And it sounds like, you know, with the center of excellence uh, with some of the scheduling processes that we're really getting after that problem set. So any TR that's interested in being focused and, and dedicated. It definitely seems like a, a good place to, to go. Um, and it kind of lines, lines up with uh, the next thing I was thinking on, about asking you is what's the future for your unit? Well, so that's uh, a great question. In the future, it's just getting better and better every every day. Um, so the uh, RAGAF and General Hawk as the 16th Air Force Commander in conjunction with the Commander ACC are trying to really get after what is IW or Information Warfare, Information Operations. How do you get into... Um, the adversarial space of really affecting outcomes. So whether it's a cyber platform or it's a, uh, another kinetic platform or it's a non-traditional uh, weapons employment, what does that actually look like? And so that's kind of wrapped up into IW. So I know when we had the Wing Leadership Summit recently, that uh, they came and talked about, well, IW is different career fields like OSI, public affairs, weather. Um, just different career fields you wouldn't normally think of, you know, doing adversarial engagement and putting all those together and saying, okay, here's here's the mission space. This is what the ask is. How do we best get after it in the least amount of time? Because it's not a fight tonight. It's a fight now scenario. Right. I mean, it's not, we are troops in contact um, 
And so it's how do we best blend those? And so we've got Reg, uh, Regaf asking us, um, as a, even as a, as a wing and as a squadron, what does IW look like? We want you to be the IW future for the Air Force. And so a lot of folks are looking at our squadron and going, hey, let's, let's define this together. And so it's a learning adventure. Um, it's a lot of questions we don't know the answers to. Um, right. Regaf is still trying to figure it out. But we're working with them and trying to be good partners and, and really getting after um, not just information warfare, but um, you know, working with the, the, the NAF or the 16th Air Force. And you know, Gina, do you have any um, thing you want to add to it? Right. So you know, currently uh, we're looking at all of our uh, responsibilities in the 854, and there will be um, a massive readjustment. Um, some some areas are going to grow. Some are going to get a little bit smaller. Um, because this is not just a, a fixed organization. Cyber is very dynamic and we need to change with that. So it could be something that changes um, every two years or um, every three years. Nobody really knows, but um, we're adaptable and we'll continue to meet that challenge. Right. So to answer your question, Chief, is like as far as the future of the 854, uh, it definitely has one and it's strong. So um, if you crave adventure and you adapt to change and you like change, wow, we've got a place for you. Um, I'd really see our uh, mission evolving greatly uh, into areas that uh, we've never gone before, which that's, uh, that's super exciting for right. the Star Trek folks out there. <laughs> and then uh, on top of that, we are the surge capacity for our active duty counterparts, right? So right. We, we have an embedded, no kidding, real mission uh, underneath the surface. But um, I think our, our the biggest staple in our diet uh, as reservists moving forward is going to be providing that continuity and the subject matter expertise that the active duty is desperately looking for. Uh, that's where we're going to make a large investment in the future. Uh, that's where a lot of our recruiting efforts and hiring decisions are going to be focused moving forward. Right. Uh, and again, it's not about AFSC. We're looking for specific skill sets moving forward and moving out uh, because we're we're recruiting for the future, not today. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, to kind of pull a couple of the points uh, each of you made, right? Um, it is a dynamic environment, right? When we talk about cyber domain, um, it's ever evolving by the second. Um, it's moving at the speed of technology and technology is, is replicating and growing uh, by the second, by the minute. And when we talk about domains, uh, cyber is one of the only uh, continuously contested environments, right? Um, we are making troops with contact every moment right when we're doing cyber defense when we're doing operational cyber um, each one of those things are coming into contact with enemy troops on a regular basis it's not the traditional way of looking at it um, but we have to be uh, dynamic we have to be innovative we have to be flexible you know to meet uh, the demands of our leadership and to meet the demands of the national security so i definitely think that you guys are on the precipice of potentially making a lot of changes um, to meet that that demand, right? So it's exciting, uh, that's for sure. Um, and we're also fighting through the bureaucracy of it, of, of how <laughs> right. do we actually make this thing productive at the end of the day? And there's a lot of paperwork that goes on on the back end, and, and my perspective is, what's in the best interest of the airmen? Why is it taking so long? What can we do to you know, cut out paperwork or, or signatures or anything along the way to get after getting uh, airmen, 
to be mission ready. Right. Uh, well, that is the B, right? Yeah, right. Uh, action order B. Let's <laughs> right. go. Let's let's exactly. understand why are there holdups because there you know there are, um, right. and there can be you know whether it's issues with pay, whether it's issues you know, and, and if we're talking to reservists, you know what some of those issues are, and we are about getting after those and resolving them because at the end of the day, there's an airman uh, on the other end of that order or the pay problem. There's probably a family. There's people that are you know you got your civilian employers. There's a whole lot of people that come along that aren't just our airmen right. that are affected, and so we're trying to keep them all in mind as well, because our airmen are you know a national treasure, and we're also they're also serving um, the nation in other ways, and we want to respect their time as well. Right, I've heard it in the past, and I I, I reiterate it often that uh, the Air Force's biggest weapon system is the personnel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we have to take care and maintain that weapon system as much as we have to do each of the cyber weapon systems. So that's that's really good. sir. I definitely you know that that kind of encompasses the accelerate change or lose. Mm-hmm. Right. When we look at the ABCs uh, that we're having to get after, it all puts it together. So that's that's phenomenal that we're getting after um, both of those problem sets. Um, what else would you like to, to oh, you know, add, sir? Yeah, no, great. And as you were talking about the, as the families and things like that, uh, really trying to leverage our key spouse program as well. Um, I know the uh, we've had um, some key spouse support in the past. We've got a good, you know, strong key spouse program now and just trying to make it better because, again, there are airmen and families involved. And, and it's not just, hey, I'm going off to the job. It's, you know, the, the sacrifices of the families as well. And so we definitely appreciate those and want, want to make those sacrifices while they still happen. We want to minimize the impact to their, you know, kids or family members or friends or the support mechanism that goes along with that. And so I really appreciate our key spouse program as well. Awesome. Yeah. I have a question for you, Chief. Who is the largest squadron in the 960th? In the 960th Cyber Operations Group? Yeah. I think it's a tie, but no, I think it's a five four. What about the wing? The wing? You know, looking at the numbers off the top of my head, we're definitely one of the largest. You meant to say we are the largest. And not, not necessarily. Anyways, um, but no, that, you know, key point, right? A lot of opportunity, a lot of airmen, um, you know, growth potential there. Uh, when we talk about leadership, both on the officer side and the enlisted side, um, you know, being a tier two and one of the only tier twos, we do have that a couple was, others. That was exactly the point I was trying to you know. make. So per career progression wise, we have room for growth for, for people who want to uh, look at progressing in their career, whether it be officer or enlisted. We do have a large pool of officers, right? right? And enlisted. And enlisted. Yep. And, and a lot of senior NCO type billets, uh, both full-time and TR. So right. I had to give the shameless plug for the recruiting efforts. I would for, expect nonetheless. Uh, absolutely. Right. Well, gentlemen, I do appreciate your time. I do appreciate the efforts that you're making on behalf of your airmen. And, and I appreciate you sharing your story, right? Um, but most of all, I appreciate your each of your sacrifices for putting that uniform on for our nation, for my family. Um, and uh, thank you for all the hard work that you put together uh, for your airmen. Um, and with that, to all of my gladiators out there, let's get out there. Let's get after the enemy. And remember, uh, stab him in the face through cyberspace. Those okay. scorpions. <laughs>